All right, well, we got all three of us here, so now we're rolling. Damage Plan MMA podcast presented by Water and Wellness. Jason Laporte, Zach Partridge, so good to have you guys here. But We're going to kick things off. Fierce Fighting Championship 23 back in January at the Maverick Center. Zach, it just seemed like this was kind of the beginning of what was a new era, and we were kind of off in the right direction to kick things off, and I think it was the event of the year as well. Uh, it was mine. You know, like I thought... I thought it put a stamp on on things and kick, kind of kicked off the year for the tone of what the year uh, was going to be. We had some kind of, I feel, I feel like some just kind of breakout moments on that card. Dietrich Jessup with his first moment at the Maverick Center. Uh, Vila Mikulu with his first like just highlight reel knockout uh, at the Maverick Center. Um, Hector Lopez. I mean, you can go through the entire card and, and it was just like, there are a lot of statement moments and then um and i mean of course like you look at and then you look at the the last four fights of that card it was like jerome hatch with knockout of the year candidate you know ben moa with the just the ben moa show right you know team moa uh uh you know carson hardman with one of the best come from behind wins that we had of the year and then you know, Kent just making an absolute statement against Larry Gonzalez. I just, I, I think that that card was, it was my card of the year. Yeah. And Jason, unfortunately, Kent Mafaleo didn't get that closing statement that he wanted to on our November show earlier on this year, but he kind of started off the year in the right direction and kind of just took that steam and took control of the entire Fierce Fighting Championship promotion throughout the entire year. On top of that, one of your favorite post-fight interviews, Hannah Silva, the first ever Fierce Fighting Championship female champion of all time as well. Yeah, that was that was a great card for me, and that was that was obviously my pick for for card of the year. Um, Kent, Kent Mafaleo, you know, kind of stamping his his name on the on the map that that he is the guy in Utah MMA for pros right now. The guy is just he's just elevated his game to to another level. Um, Hannah Silva coming on, loved her interview. Uh, you had Zeke Elliott on the on the card. Um, I know Zach already touched on Jerome Hatch, Ben Moa. Uh, Vila Mikulu, Deister Jessup. I mean, this card was just stacked top to bottom. Uh, just, a, just a fantastic card. I remember talking to Cody Bunderson, the president of Fierce Fighting Championship, right before the show, and I was like, I, I just got a feeling this is going to be the greatest show of all time. I just have a feeling, and it absolutely was. Fierce Fighting Championship 24, Idaho Falls, definitely followed up in a big way. Sold out crowd at the Mountain America Center, first time in Idaho. Six debuters, a lot of new names, a lot of new faces included in that. Jag Buller, as well as Yazin Haji, getting the win after three and a half years away over the ever-impressive Joel Haro. Zach, this was another big one that just, it seemed like... The promotion was just growing. We couldn't believe what we were able to do in terms of the live crowd there. It was one of the most fun shows we've ever had. Yeah, I mean, the energy in a sold-out arena is really fun. And, you know, um, you know, get your tickets going on sale soon. We're heading back up to Idaho in January. Uh, I think it's going to be a sold-out arena again. But, um, you know, we had probably the fight of the year. My fight of the year was on that card with Kesley Collard and Steven Steyerwalt. And, I mean, I think those guys can fight 10 times and, and, you know, go five, five and five out of those and and get a whole bunch of split decisions just like that one. I mean, it was a, it was an incredible card top to top to bottom. Yeah. Jason, your thoughts on the card as well. Um, once again, Jack, Zach and I actually agreed. That's not, that hasn't happened too often on the damage plan MMA podcast where we actually agree on something. Um, I've, I've been screaming that fight, that Steyer Walt collar fight, fight of the year. 
obviously the night ended a little on a, on a somber note for me with uh, Joe Harrell losing, but I mean, we saw uh, the emergence of uh, Spencer Woodland comes in there gets a big knockout uh, artist Lyles coming up from Vegas. He's looked amazing um, since that fight. He's been looking great. Uh, who, who else do we have on there? Um, uh, Jack Buller, who we haven't seen back yet defeated um, Luis Cortez, but yeah, that just, like you said, that one just kind of set the tone and kind of, it's kind of putting us on the map of like, Hey, we're, we're, we're for real. All right. Well, headed into that, we had six big shows this year. We also had five challenger series. This was the first of 2023. That was out in Clearfield in March, fierce challenger series four and some huge names, but more than anything that flies off the page for me, Julian Ruiz, Jason, just a career defining performance for that guy in the main event. I mean, he was unreal in that fight. Cody Hammond just wouldn't go down though. No, no, that guy, he was getting hit with everything, but the kitchen St. Julian Rees was, was on point. Um, he's another guy, man, that just kind of, he's, he's put his name out there as one of the top pros in the, in the state right now. He's, he's clicking on all cylinders. On top of that, Zach, we had David Kim, Melody Schrock getting the win over Beth Silva. That's obviously one that we'll be talking about a little bit later, but some other big names that were on this card. It was a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, it was fun. We got our first look at Aaron Scheidt, who later competed for a title, Melody Shock, who, you know, they ended up fighting. She got an unreal, like, who wins on their back with seconds left in the fight? One second. And she was about One to second, lose. Yeah. She was about to lose yeah. a split decision. Um, Derek Jorgensen had an unreal performance. I remember that. Um, there, yeah, there was a lot. Uh, there were moments. I the, the fight that stood out to me the most on that card, actually, was David Kim, you know? His his lone appearance of the year, and uh, I he he just stays just relevant enough to people want to can't wait for him to come back and fight. But I mean that was that was an insane armbar after he was hurt, and then you know yeah that night that that main event with Julian and Cody, and it takes two to make a fight like that. Everybody talks about how Julian, and I I came away with that thinking like how tough is Cody? We know Julian's good. How tough is Cody? I remember uh, closing up and uh, striking is what they call it. Just putting together all the production equipment. And one of our directors was just like, I cannot believe that guy didn't go down. I mean, the amount of damage he took was just unbelievable, but just continued to walk forward. And I remember we made the comparison between him and Nate Diaz. That one was so much fun back in March. But moving over to April, the most titles that we had on any card this year with four, Jerome Hatch, Kelly McKay, Andrew Mickelson, Shaler Ladd, all crowned new champions on that April card. But on top of that, Jason, for me, from a production side of things, it felt like our first almost perfect show. It felt like where we were finally getting our feet underneath us and figuring out how this thing needs to look and how this thing needs to sound in order for us to give, you know, the best product possible for, for people that are watching. Yeah. Things finally started to started to kind of click in that show and we've just been, been rolling ever, ever since. I love it. Zach, on top of that, I mean, we had the debut of Ricky Mamone on 10 days notice and so many other things, but that April show was so much fun. Yeah. When I look at that card and things like moments that I remember from that card, um, one was Ricky Mamone, the, the overhand right that echoed throughout the Maverick Center that, that you know, I think, you know, put Malachi, but put everybody else on notice. Like he's for real and he's something to deal with. Um, I thought, I thought MMA gold was very, I remember, you know, they come in and go four and oh on that show and they were very impressive. Um, I remember just, I remember sitting there cage. I listening to their coach. It was like he was playing a video game the whole night with all four of his fighters. 
he just very calmly just told them exactly what to do. And they all did it in the cage and they all got their hand raised. I thought, yeah. I, and I thought that was one of the best main events as far as just having two Utah guys really underrated fight of the year. Yeah. Like, like totally just, just kind of a crazy fight from start to finish and, and really just a barn burner. And I don't think a lot of people talk about it near the end of this year, but Eric Wallin, Jerome Hatch, that was just as fun as almost any main event we got this year. On top of that, another big time main event was Hector Lopez when he got his win. But on top of that, it just seemed like the birth of new names at, at Fierce Challenger Series 5. We had Talon Carvalho and Cross Hughes. Now, Cross Hughes didn't make his debut on that card, but it was his first fight in a few years. And both of those guys made a huge statement in the second half of 2023. Jason, your thoughts on just what that May card was. It was so much fun in my perspective. Yeah, that was a good card. There was a lot of hype in that card. Um, you had a couple guys coming up from Vegas, Octavian Trumbo, Adam Frank, um, fighting uh, Hector Lopez, uh, highly touted Adam Frank out of, out of Vegas. And he ends up, uh, Hector Lopez ends up getting that, that submission victory, which, um, yeah, that's one of my, my highlights of the year, Hector Lopez getting that, getting that submission on that card. Just great card, top to bottom. Bane Varner was another one, Zach, that just really, really just splashed onto the scene, it seemed like. Yeah, I mean... That was a that that looked like a you know on paper was a really great fight and Bane just showed like where he's at like the level like Brandon is known as a very tough durable guy and, and you know Bane comes in and gets the knockout in in the first round and with a just a nasty nasty right hand and it was um that was a good fight uh what I think like what was so fun to me about that fight is you know Malachi Malachi Ricky Babone. 10 days short notice against him. And then Malachi returns the favor for tired Tyler Daniel, except he gets the win. Um, that was that. I thought that was a really cool moment of that card that kind of went forgotten, but yeah, cross Hughes coming out party. Um, Talon Carvalho's coming out party. Brendan Myers kind of kicking off his, his win streak to, you know, get to the title. Right. I mean, obviously he was coming off that rough, rough uh, DQ win in March. So that's kind of where I really consider his momentum and his, run to his title shot started is in May. Um, yeah. I mean, it was, it was fun. Me and you sure also that slick Mina. knockdown to the submission as well. All right, let's move yeah. over to June. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Zach. Sorry. I was going to say that, that Mina, that, that was, that was probably her performance of the year. She looked really, really good. And, and Carly, like she was a lot tougher than kind of, I think most people were expecting too, which I thought was a lot, a lot of fun. It was a great card, a great time back in May. All right, moving over to June, Fierce Fighting Championship 26 over in Idaho Falls. Kent Mafaleo sustains himself as the man, the number one pound-for-pound -pound fighter. On top of that, a slew of other great fights. Jason, we were cage-side for it. That was one of the top cards of the year, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kent Mafaleo, Rudy, Rudy Shafroth, I hope I said his name right. Um, we saw Kent fight through a little adversity there, got his nose broken in there. It was a tough fight. And this is where I think everybody kind of thought, hey, Kent, Kent has what it takes to get to the next level after this fight. And we've just seen him just continue to rise ever since then. But yeah, stack card top to bottom. I mean, on top of that, Zach, Melody Strott goes 3-0 and in Fierce in about a nine-month period and breaks Aaron Scheidt's arm as well. With uh, dislocated her elbow. That's what it was. That's what it was. I apologize. Elbow dislocated and with three arm bars. Yeah. Three and oh three arm bars. Um we'll see Melody very soon. Uh if we want to take any prop bets on the odds of her winning by armbar. Could be, you know, she 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 might have the nastiest guard in fierce. Um 
again, like Ricky Mamone's like full on, like first highlight reel knockout, you know, his coming out party that's been played over and over behind the scenes standpoint, everything that could go wrong with that card went wrong for me. That was probably the least enjoyable card I had on fight night of the year. I was frustrated all night. But Kent Mafaleo kind of saved the night and Rudy because that was the first time Kent had to overcome some adversity as a heavyweight champion, as a pro, really. That's not true because his Sam Sprower fight, he had to dig deep to win yeah, that Yeah, he fight. did in that one too, but, yeah. But, as, a, but as, a cha- as the champion main event guy, that was the first time and, and, and Rudy was tough. And, you know, that was a fight too, though, that I think people watch that fight now. And it's why it's so hard to get people to say yes to Ken because they're like, wait, he got his nose broke. He got rocked and he still just kept coming forward. And it just put everybody on notice. If your back is against the cage against Kent, most people it's like, you don't want your back on the cage for a wrestler. Cause you're going to get taken down. If your back gets on the cage against Kent, he's going to elbow the crap out of you. It, I think that was, it was a, it was a statement win and moment for fierce and for Kent. Jason, I know you got something else to say as well. Yeah, I was just going to say, this was another one where we have another up-and-coming fighter we saw on here with uh, Dom Vedro, who made a, a huge splash with the first-round KO knockout. And if I'm not mistaken, the kid's only 18, 19 years old. I believe he's 19. He might be 20 at this I point. I just turned 19. Yeah. Actually, I yeah. can look it up. I mean, and he looked he's 19. phenomenal. Yeah, He just turned 19 Scary. a month ago. Yeah, scary. Watch out for that kid. All right, guys, before we keep going, we got to talk a little bit about our podcast sponsor, Water and Wellness. Now, you've heard us talk about water and wellness before, but I got to tell you, this is the best water I have ever had in my entire life. Alkaline filtered, some of the tastiest stuff you'll ever have. I crave it like it's a cheap meal in itself, but it is so good for you. And they're stationed right here in Salt Lake City. So go ahead, head over to Water and Wellness for the best water you have ever had in your life. Change your water change your life let's get back to the podcast over to moving back into price the first time in years back in price utah for fierce challenger series six marco sanchez andrew mickelson chris chu 22nd finish for cross hughes that was kind of his coming out party obviously he had the big performance in may but back in july it seemed like he was really here to stay zach it was kind of like the weirdest card of the year we had so many dropouts <laughs> you know and uh and i mean we we had I mean, you want to talk about the craziest, probably, what, 28-ish hours before the fight? We had a girl refuse to get on the airplane to fly in. And the first, they missed their flight the day before. And then the next morning, she ghosted her coach, refused to get on the plane and ghosted her coach. And is, and I've talked to her coach recently, <laughs> hasn't been back to the gym since because she's so embarrassed. And... Refused to do it. Lacey Vasquez lost her opponent in an MMA fight. We call her like a, like what? Two weeks out, less than two weeks out, loses her opponent. We call her on way a day, ask her if she wants to come kickbox. She was, she was pulling weeds in her yard. Went inside, showered and drove to price Utah and fought the next night. May, oh, and only and only missed the contractor weight of 125. I think she weighed in at 27, I believe. Yeah, she weighed in. She, I mean, and then she wins the kickboxing match. That was like one of the like that. 
talking about a recap, like moments of the year, like uniqueness of the card. Um, the other one, like the Andrew Mickelson, Chris Chu fight, it was like, Chris Chu's like, might be the most durable person. I mean, there, there's Cam Chisholm. him and Cam Chisholm, him, Cam Chisholm, <laughs> Kesley Collard. Oh yeah. Who's got the best chin? Oh, Rock, coin. Paper, Rock paper scissors. <laughs> that, that gives me a good idea for a new list for our socials. So there I you go. That. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was a really fun card. I, the energy and price, like, you know, I can't wait to go back down to price in July. My goodness. Zach, I just remember personally walking into the gym for the weigh-ins and everything. And you just go, she won't get on the plane. And I was like, what do you mean she won't get on the plane? I was like, this is crazy. And then you call it like, I just remember that whole thing going on. Jason, I was texting you and Eric. I'm in, hey, there's some big changes happening. We're losing a fight. We're gaining a fight. This is all happening right now. It was an unbelievable show. On top of that, Jason, I mean, we saw again, Brendan Myers, Tony Garcia too. That was one of the craziest submissions and craziest finishes, I think, of the entire year as well. Yeah, those guys put on a put on a back great another great back and forth fight. I, I mean, heck, we should just run run those two back again. I loved watching those two fight. Um, and then a fight of the year candidate and Andrew Mickelson and Chris Chu, man, that was a back and forth war, man. Those guys were going at it for four rounds, four and a half rounds almost, and and it was just a just a fantastic fight. Marco Sanchez also back after 14 months away looked awesome in his return as well. All right, fierce fighting championship 27 back in August. This one was so much fun, guys. Head Kick City, Cat Pantea, Paris Hawkins. Yeah, that was, I mean, that place was electric. I, I'm still getting goosebumps thinking about those head kick knockouts. That that was that was pretty awesome experience. To, to experience that up close like that was, was pretty awesome. And to be able to call it, obviously. Zach, on top of that, Mike Jones, he looked so special in there, as well as Matt Lawson coming in. Yeah, I mean, uh, that night was... The energy was just different, and it did. That's where we talk about, like, you know, we we had ten fights on the card, and you know, if you have the right matchups, ten is plenty. And it was so good from top to bottom. I mean, the fact that probably what our most is it fair to say like our most viral video is Paris, right? Yeah, it is. It and, is. And yeah. um, he, you know, he love him or hate him. Like you're going to probably tune in to watch him the next time he makes that walk. Right. And, um, he, he, that kicked off the night and, uh, there, there are just moments in, in that card that was just, yeah, I just, and then I, I mean, it was capped off by the perfect, by the, by the, the, the perfect you know, title fight between, you know, Jerome going back down to 185, Mike trying to get it in the monkey off his back. The last time Jerome had been knocked out was going to 185. He was trying to, like, they were both trying to, like, get rid of that stigma in their head. And 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 Mike was the one to be able to do it. And the, the, the relief and the frustration that just got released after by Mike, like, Mike and Jerome were very cordial you know we did the sit down right and they were very respectful and it was cool but you know jerome likes to poke the bear a little bit and he likes to you know he likes to try to play head games and stuff and 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 mike mike noticed it and 
I just think that moment to watch the authenticity of the energy for Mike to just get that monkey off his back and and climb that mountaintop and and win that title fight. Well, as a pro, I think he was 0-3 going into that fight in title fights. Yes. Yes. You know, so, I mean, if you don't think that doesn't, like, loom in the back of your head, you're crazy. And just to watch that energy and that authenticity, that was the first time my dad actually sat down next to me cage side for that fight. And Mike came over to me and he goes, who's the effing champion now? And it was like, you, dude, like, you're the man. Like, dude, he... It, it, that that was a really cool moment jason i don't know if i've ever been so nervous like after a fight <laughs> i was like is another fight gonna break out i mean this is kind of getting crazy all around us people in the stands were going nuts i mean there was a lot going on yeah just to be able to see that that raw emotion like zach said from mike jones to, to see that authenticity just to see how how in the moment he was and and if you re-listen to the broadcast, I don't know if it, it was still on there. You could catch, you, you could hear me saying, I thought him and Alden Oscroft were, were arguing with each other because he was so intense, but they were, they were teammates and they were just cheering each other on. And then and all the- to get in there and, and, and interview Mike and then to have him just explain that, Hey man, I'm just caught up in the moment. And, you know, him and Jerome are cool. Now I've seen him on social media going back and forth, talking about riding Harleys and, you know, and so it was just, it just that real moment, that, uh, that authentic moment will, will always stand out to me. Well, yeah. I mean, it was, and, and so, I mean, and you have to understand there's a lot of history between Jerome and Mike for that moment too, right? Alden's trained it with both of them. Um, you know, uh, Mike's now wife, Brittany used to, date jerome's brother i think and like i mean there's a like they had a lot of ties like together and it so it it was it was a lot of healthy competition but like i think it's a little it's not personal as in like too personal but like there there was a lot in that fight like it was it was a fun fight and man and you know uh jerome handled that like a man too and that's, and I talk about win like a champion, lose like a champion, you know, Jerome didn't make excuses. He, I, I gained a lot of respect for Jerome and how he handled that after. And, you know, it's just like, yeah, you know, like 185 is not for me. He's going to be a lot comfortable at 205 or maybe even heavyweight. Who knows? We'll see. But um, I thought that was a one where it's like, nobody was really a loser. Like, like Mike Jones won the belt. Jerome's still champion. He's still a 205 title, but like Utah MMA won that night. That was such a great night. All right. Fierce Challenger Series 7 in Farmington, Utah. Just a showcase of number one contenders. I mean, Jackson DeGray, who goes on to fight for a title. Cross Hughes, who goes on to fight for a title. Tyler Call versus Lane Dalton, one of the best fights of the entire year. Yeah, this this was the this was the card for me, um, for Jackson DeGray that really kind of stamped his his name of one of the the rising up and coming amateurs in the state um he looked phenomenal zach said uh, i forget which coach he said he 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 felt like they were playing a video game i felt like jackson degray's coaches were playing a video game while he was in there because they were sitting right next to the, the broadcast booth and everything they were calling everything reese was calling out Jackson was doing the exact same thing. And you could just see it in his eyes. He he knew everything that was coming at him. He had the counter for it. A phenomenal performance by Jackson DeGray. Yeah, kind of a little hindrance on the production is that you could hear everything that a corner was saying on the broadcast, 
But it did make for a really cool spectacle as well because you could hear everything Casey Wilkinson was saying and Jackson DeGray subsequently doing it. I thought it was yep. cool. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm super glad that we did get that opportunity. Just I don't know if it's a consistent thing that I necessarily think we should be doing in terms of the broadcast. But Zach, go ahead. Take it away. No, it was, it was a really fun night. A lot, You know, like if there's anything like one of the things that I'm the most proud of is like we match these cards for finishes, right? Like stylistic finishes. And this card was, you know, we even the fights that there wasn't a finish, you know, highly entertaining. Uh, you know, Tyler Collin, Lane Dalton, uh, I, you know, Robin Weish getting his first pro win. I, that was, that was cool. You know, Riley, Riley welcoming, coming back into enemy territory. Like it, he, he rubbed a lot of people the wrong way and he had a lot of heat on him. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it was fun. And I like the intimacy of that atmosphere in Farmington. Yeah. hundred by a hundred feet. I mean, it was just a small compact place. We packed the house and everyone was going absolutely bananas. September was so much fun. And on top of that, Heber back-to-back fierce challenger series shows. Zach, it just seemed like a great new location. Cole Schaefer in his hometown, Nasir Davis getting crowned the new uh, amateur flyweight champion as well. Some standout performances for sure. That one was special for me just because good friends with Cole. I mean, outside of guys, yeah, my, I mean, he's probably one of my best friends of guys that I don't trade with in the MMA world. Um, and just the BS that we had to deal with, with that whole thing leading up on fight week. Like, I don't know, man. Like I have a really hard time when fighters try and tell me like how things work with weight cuts and stuff like that. Like I missed weight for my last fight. Like I get it and I owned it. And for somebody to, I don't know, there's just, it, it was just really weird. The whole thing with Brooks and Cole and, and Cole, you know, coming off three tough losses, it's like, he wasn't really in a position where he wanted to give anything, but he wanted to fight. It's his hometown. I mean, large in part, we went up there. A big part of the reason we went up there is so Cole, cause Cole wanted to fight on a challenger series to have that. Like, you know, he thought it was really cool. He expressed that to me on our very first challenger series. He's like, I would like to fight in one of these one day. This is cool. So like, yeah, I mean, and there was just, there was a lot of cool, there was a lot of cool moments. Kevin Guo taking a short notice fight and then doing it again for the title fight in November. Um, Francisco Vasquez, we might have a monster at 155, you know. I hope to see him soon again. Um, it was a really cool call. The vibe in that, in that gym was very, very cool. Jason, how about this one as well? Nine-second KO for Chris Falau ties in with Spencer Woodland. Two nine-second KOs in the year of 2023. Chris Falau and Spencer Woodland, two cut from the same cloth for sure. Yeah, that that one was pretty cool because I don't know if they caught it on the broadcast, if you could hear it, but Zeke Latu called out a combination for Chris Falau um, to throw, and Chris Falau throws the, throws the exact combination. I think it was a one-two. In Tongan. And ends up... Yeah, in Tongan and drops him. And and that was that was that was pretty epic. All right. Well, October was so much fun, but we capped off 2023 in such a special way. Another card of the year contender, I would say. 11 finishes in 12 fights. Jackson DeGray, Ryder Campo, Amy Moreno. And on top of that, Cam Chisholm getting a big time comeback win and what was a controversial win as well. But Jason, a night to remember for sure here in November. Yeah, that was uh that's gonna be that's gonna be one where we're gonna look back on and just think, wow, man, it was just finish after finish, um, top to bottom. I think I took the under, uh, if I remember right, on the on the pre-fight 
thing. I took the under on the finishes and we ended up going almost 12 for 12 on, on finishes that night. Well, on top of that, I mean, under four, we all do fit. We all finish. Get out of here. You know, Hundred hundred and six fights, 91 finishes on the year, 86% finish rate for the year. But on top of that, Zach, I mean, some standout performances. I remember we talked after the show and we we're like, we can't decide a performance of the night, a, a fight of the night. Like there were too many to decide. There were too many standouts. We just gave it to everybody. Like Oprah, you get a card, you get a card, you get a card. No, it, it's yeah, it was, it was freaking awesome, man. Like, I mean, we all know how good Mina is, and I mean, Moreno was phenomenal. Ryder Campo looked like a seasoned pro at that point. You want to talk about ring rust? None there. Jackson DeGray gets dropped and then comes back and drops Kevin. Like, that was incredible. Uh, Teague Vigil gets dropped, and it looks like same same story. And, dude, he just kept at it and just kept going. Like, I mean – all night, dude. Ricky Mamone, like, looked like he's just leveled up. It, it, it was really cool. No, 2023 has been just an incredible year, and it capped off in such a big way. You guys have been integral in me being able to grow in this role, and I appreciate you guys kind of handing me the keys to this podcast over the last year or so. It has been so much fun. Zach, Jason, thank you so much for the time. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks Blake. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate it.